Hello guys, it's me Blue. Welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime Podcast with my co-host. I'm Brad. Hi. Brad. <laughs> the other How are me. you? I'm doing really, really well. I had my hair done today, so I'm feeling all fresh and fancy. Oh, super fancy. Have super you even posted fancy. pictures yet? Because I have seen zero. <laughs> I did, actually. Somebody doesn't follow my Instagram story. Um, uh, I, I do, but not going to lie, I took a nap <laughs> before <laughs> recording this episode. So whenever you messaged me saying, hey, I'm almost home, I was like, mm, I should probably wake up. <laughs> I should probably get up. Yeah, no, uh, it is on my Instagram story right now. Shameless plug, if you follow me on Instagram, you can do so. At Blue Lavender STM. Lavender with an A and not an E. If you want to follow Brad, he is at Brad Carter Gaming on Instagram as well. And then we also have the official BNB Anime Instagram yeah, setup. Yeah, it's at brand B&B new. Anime. It's brand new. And you can also follow uh, it at the same tag on Twitter as well. Shameless promo. Look at that. Hair looks very good. Oh, thank you. Uh, for those who are listening and obviously can't see, and my story has disappeared, it is um, brown from the roots and then blue on the ends. Um, my hairstylist is actually going to Japan for a year at the end of the month, so I had to have something that is going to grow out nicely while she is in Japan, although I am going to go see her when I am in Japan in July, because we're going to go hopefully catch some Olympic Games together if, you know, the whole world isn't run over by the coronavirus by then, but like, it should be fine um and hopefully we'll go catch the olympic games together but if not we're gonna go and go to a star festival that's going on in the summer we're gonna eat tons of peaches it's gonna be a great time i'm not jealous not jealous in the slightest i'm not angry i would never be angry no but you know i'm gonna be just as jealous when you get to go during sakura season next year in 2021 uh-huh, so excited. I know, yeah. I wish I could go during Sakura season as well, but I've heard the autumn in Japan is absolutely spectacular as well, and like all of the autumn flavors of all the foods and stuff that they do is supposedly fantastic. Perhaps that should be group trip for 2022. Group trip 2022? Let's go in October. Halloween in Japan. Ooh, because who doesn't need an excuse to cosplay? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Let's just... All of the costumes, every single one of them. Yes, all stacked of them, on top of 100%. each other. Yeah, that's gonna be hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to persuade Brad to um, you, obviously, but talking to the viewer. Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to persuade uh, him to be Dobby as a cosplay. I want him to wear a giant like sack um, and a sock and just be Dobby. I think it would be hilarious. You know, I'm totally down. At some point, maybe we'll see. Yeah, yeah. you need I, to. I see no reason not to. However, on the flip side of that, though, the other thing you're trying to get me dressed as, that's not happening. What, the, the woman dressed in drag? Yes. <laughs> I want you to dress in drag. I think you would make a very pretty lady. I'm going to be so pretty. So pretty. That will eventually happen, should I ever hit 250 followers on Twitch. You will do, and then you'll have to dress in drag for an entire stream. However, your ultimate goal of getting that to happen for the, the last of a stream is going to fail miserably. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Or you might just like become a meme or something and get a load of followers. <laughs> become a meme in two months. I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. But anyway, how have you been? What have you been up to today? Uh, work, work, and more work. That's what my mm-hmm. life has devolved into between mm-hmm. working and then editing last week's episode. That's just what my day has been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do such a good job on the editing. 
Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Yeah. I do appreciate it. I'm not too shabby if I do say so myself. Yeah, you've picked it up quick. Yeah, I remember when you were asking me all the time, like, oh, something's... My recording just stopped, did it? No, it didn't. I don't know what's going on. Ah, uh, we're professionals. We're professionals. <laughs> can, but, you, yeah. can you hear that? Is that picking up? I don't know. I'm getting a little, like, error message that keeps popping up. Oh, well, it doesn't I seem to have stopped recording, nothing. so we'll just let it be. Let it be. But, let it be. Sorry. I'm okay. Yeah, you're good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's, editing's a lot of fun. Like, I've really I like it. it. Yeah, I really like editing. It's very, what is the proper word? Um, I can't think of it. It's one of those things where it's just, like, very Cathartic. not soothing, but I guess relaxing, I guess, maybe. Yeah therapeutic yeah like it's just nice it just makes life Mm -hmm. i guess just seem simple for a minute while i'm just going through and editing all of that yeah yeah it's quite a um repetitive process which means that you can just kind of switch off your brain um and just kind of go through the motions which is really nice i agree i agree Yeah. yeah when i first started editing i used to absolutely hate the sound of my own voice um but like, the more and more I edit, the less I hear it as my voice. Like, it just becomes sound. Yeah, it's like, because that's one thing I've noticed, especially with editing this last episode. It's more or less like, I don't know who this person is. But yeah. I, it's it's like it's a job, in a sense, to where it's like, I'm doing this for somebody else, even though it's our podcast. It's like, no, nah, that's not my voice. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Yeah, it it, it it doesn't even, like, to me, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't even sound like a voice anymore. It's just, like, um just noise. And you just get quite critical of it, but not in a way that, like, offends yourself, you know? You're just like, exactly. oh, that does, doesn't sound right. Let's change that. And, like, it doesn't end up, like, feeling, like, insulting or, like, I've just, like... Because if you do that to, like, a picture of yourself, then you're like, oh, I feel really bad about, bad about myself now. But it's odd with the voice that it just doesn't become like that. You don't get critical of yourself in a way that harms your like self-esteem or whatever it's just like oh okay well i need to change that yeah because it truly does like it just makes it sound better mm-hmm. Agreed. so it's like every little edit just makes it just 10 times better than what it actually is like even just really simple things just boost the audio quality so much oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah don't judge audio until you've put noise reduction on it exactly that is the biggest thing i can oh, yeah. say oh yeah yeah. So, what have anyway, you been yeah. up to lately? Amine, uh, uh, Amine, that's, that's a word. <laughs> but, yeah, what have you been up to anime-wise, manga-wise, video game-wise? What all have you been um, into? I have been obsessed with this manga. The third volume has just come out, like, literally, like, a couple weeks ago. And I was, I'm not kidding, when I was saying that I was looking at my bookstore website to be like, is it going to be in the store? Because, like, I live in the middle of nowhere in Canada. So I'm like, is it going to be here on the release date? Is it going to be here, like, a week after? Like, calling the store, like, when can I get my hands on this? Because uh, it's so good. Um, it's called The Majors of the Library. And um, it's about uh, a young boy who is half-elf, I believe. It hasn't really said much about his um, race yet, but he's, like, half-odd. He's got pointed ears um, and everyone else, and green hair. And everyone else is, like, fairly normal-looking in his village. And he's, like, grew up in the slums and had a really rough upbringing. And nobody really liked him because he was, like, odd and different. But he had this obsession with books and he wanted to become a librarian because these librarians um, have like the key to 
to books and books kind of are like the power source in this world it's like you have books you control the biggest country you know like it's really like knowledge is power um in this kind of environment and it's about him wanting to have this this position as a librarian which um normally only girls um have because girls don't really have many job options they're just supposed to be like mums and stuff so then this librarian was like one position that he could possibly get uh that they could possibly get and then he's gonna go in there and be competitive with them and it's like all about that but then it's like him going in and meeting a librarian it's about him um uh, going off to take the entrance exams and things like that and the end of volume two left off during the exam so I never got to find out what happened and it was just like left on a cliffhanger and I was like what happens what happens what happens um, you gotta and- love the cliffhangers oh yeah oh yeah so then volume three just came out and I'm not kidding when I said I read it in two hours. Like it, it's like twenty chapters, and I just sat there and I was like, "Read." Um, and and now it's gone. Now it's done, and I have to wait until summer for volume four, and I'm so upset. But um, yeah, it's genuinely so so good. And my brother, who's also a huge manga and anime fan, um, he gave it a read, and he also really really enjoyed it. So yeah, hugely recommend that one if you want just kind of a casual, fairly light story, um, and you have a love of books and magic. See, I very well may have to give that a try yeah. at some point. I yeah, I do been, recommend it. I haven't been much of a manga mood here lately, but my god, if I've been watching anime. Oh yeah, what have you been into? So, I recently started a new one called Inspector. A friend of mine back home has been hardcore pounding me to watch it because mm-hmm. she started the manga. Mm-hmm. She's like, you need to watch this. Like, now. Mm-hmm. So, I've started the first couple of episodes. I would give a description. But I have no clue what's going on being two episodes into it. The most I could tell you is that one of the main characters is missing a eye and a leg. Oh, fun. Because the spirits took them from her because that symbolized that she is a god. Right. Okay, then. So outside of that, she can see these spirits and the dude that she's going after can also see spirits. But the spirits are scared of him for some reason. I'm not sure. Okay. But... Yeah, it's it's something. It's really good. I like the animation style on it, but that's I can't give like any true thoughts mm-hmm. on that because I'm just like I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. Well, uh, next podcast you'll have to give us an update on uh, how that's going for you. I will definitely give an update on that. Yeah. But outside of that, I've been rewatching Food Wars because I've gotten one of my part timers into it. Mm-hmm. So I've been. Yeah. Oh, Shokugeki no Sama is so good. It's so oh, good. Oh, it's so good. It's it's definitely not an anime that I would recommend to someone who is just starting in the anime world because it's full on anime. But uh, yeah, I would recommend it to someone who's kind of a veteran um, and hasn't uh, jumped, make that jump to to go watch it. The first season is very fan servicey, but it's also just funny. There's so much funny content, and uh, also don't watch without snacks because you will get so hungry. You'll be very hungry. And yeah. also, do not try to attempt the recipes at home. <laughs> some of them work out. Some of them do not. Yeah, one thing that worked out really, really well in it uh, that I, I found out was um, that um, onions and pineapple have enzymes in them to break down meats. So if you put them like over pork and stuff to stop your pork from getting like really chewy, um, you put them down and you like, you marinate it in the onions or the pineapple like overnight or something and then you cook it the next day. Um, it will like help break down the pork and make it really like soft and, and, uh, 
like slicey. And this is coming from a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, the one that worked for me was where he marinated that roast in honey. Oh yeah, and it like Same made thing. it really yeah. tender. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and like that. That worked out extremely well. Like, mm-hmm. I had no clue how it was going to turn out, but I made it in a crock pot, and oh, it just turned out so good. That, yeah, that genuinely sounds good. I wish they did more, like, tofu dishes, because I'm always running out of ideas for tofu. I'm like, how do I make it not taste like a mushy blob? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mapo tofu. Just mm. cut out the meat. Yeah. Just make it super spicy. Yeah. Tempura. Aha! But then, outside of that... Binge watching stuff for future episodes, and yeah. I think that about covers it. Other than you know, making my part timers watch like one or two episodes of a show, just to get them hooked on it, and for me to rewatch it and refresh my brain. Yeah, but also just to taunt them because I'm like, here's an episode of a really good anime, and I will never show you anymore. You have to go home and watch them yourself. Yeah. Good luck I'm with a that jerk of a subscription. Boss. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, I guess we ought to kind of jump into it, though. We've kind of been rambling for a little while. Rambling, rambling no. Jackson. <laughs> I was but. such a stupid joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, yeah so, so to go into the news mm-hmm. for the week. So more anime events have been canceled due to the coronavirus concerns in Japan. However, yeah. the Japanese government has stated the Olympics will still happen. Mm-hmm. And U.S. officials over the NCAA and NBA for basketball for all of you non-American folk, have stated that their athletes will still compete Mm -hmm. in the Olympic Games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Olympians I follow, um, like, um, uh, there's a couple of them that I follow. Tom Daly is a diver from from the UK who's kind of, like, super famous and everything, and they're all still training hard for it, keep going as, as they're going. So I genuinely don't think that they will cancel the Olympics. I think they might put some restrictions out for, you know, travel and tourism, that kinds of stuff. But um, it would be an absolutely massive hit to the economy if they did cancel the Olympics. And the last time they canceled the Olympics was because of World War II. Um, and that was the only other time that it was in Japan. So I really don't think that they're going to to cancel it twice. Yeah, I don't foresee them doing that. No. And also, I just... Like you said, I expect them to start taking precautions. Mm-hmm. Like I know with Major League Baseball here in the U.S., like reporters aren't even allowed in the locker rooms mm-hmm. during spring training. Yeah. Like it's literally like you can go to a certain area and they might give voice calls or something like that for statements. But outside of that, you're not allowed in the mm-hmm. locker room. You're not allowed near the players. Mm-hmm. Like just keeping everything as safe and sanitary as possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best thing to do. And just for you guys out at home, um, the best thing for you to do to keep yourself fit and healthy is to wash your hands properly um, with soap and try not to touch your face um, or like any orifices that lead to internal organs um, without A, washing your hands first and then B, washing your hands after as well. So yeah, keep yourselves clean and you should be just fine. And especially if you are, like, if you are the kind of person to shake hands, just always mm-hmm. wash your hands afterwards just Definitely. in case because you never know where. Yeah. Yeah. Wash your you hands know, before you eat. What that person has touched. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't also, um, things like, I know that Starbucks and Tim Hortons here in Canada have um, use of reusable cups in, like, their drive throughs and stuff. Um, I don't know if that's uh, across the board for all businesses, but I wouldn't recommend maybe using a reusable cup in case the person that is handling money and like the cash register and stuff like that also then touches the lid of your cup and then gets that dirty and you end up drinking that and everything. It could just end up to mass, con- mass 
cross-contamination that way. So yeah, try not to go for the reusable cups. And I'm a huge environmental person, so that's super annoying right now. But yeah, it's it's just better to keep you safe. And um, again, uh, with like fruit bowls, candy, anything like that's kind of left out, um, either wash before you consume or um, go for something that's packaged. And then, but here's the thing. So this is an mm-hmm. anime podcast, so we can go off on this rabbit right. trail for a second. Why don't we just go back to bowing? Yeah. yeah. Like, that just makes life so much simpler. It does, simpler. yeah, no no touching. And that's the thing, is that, um, well, it was never really a part of American or Canadian culture, but it was definitely a part of European culture, and not too long ago. I mean, if you think about it, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, maybe, 150 years ago, curtsying and bowing was still a thing. And it's only very recently in history that that has um, become not so much of a thing anymore, um, which is kind of nuts. You hear that, American people? We need to go to this. Like, it will make life yeah. so much simpler. You don't spread mm-hmm. germs. And also, it just looks cool, and it just seems very mm-hmm. respectful. So we yeah, should Yeah, my do grandma this. taught me how to curtsy when I was little. <laughs> Ren. The most I know how to do is say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Yeah, That's about yeah no, it. my grandma. It's about as respectful my as My grandma life was a, a pretty um, a traditional woman when it came to, like, she was not traditional when it came to, like, women working and stuff like that, but she was traditional when it came to customs. So, like, elbows off the table, you have to mm-hmm. sit with your, your back straight, you wait until everyone has sat down and received their meals before you start eating. Um, whoever is the head of household, once they finish their dinner, then dinner is stopped, like, everyone's finished then because the eldest has finished. Um, uh, and yeah, she taught me to curtsy and my brother to bow. Um, and, uh, yeah, all sorts of things like that. Oh, yeah. That's nifty. Did not know that. She was a a pretty cool woman. Farm, farm woman. She, she has stories from, um, had stories from, um, the Second World War where, uh, she was, um, a young child on, on a farm. And these women who were taking over the positions of the men who had to go off to war were coming to the farm to help with like the cows and the sheep and all of that kinds of stuff. And um, they had lived in the city. And because, of course, there wasn't the internet or anything, they lived in the city their entire lives. And they didn't actually know that milk came from cows. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't know. They didn't know where it came from. (laughs) That is amazing. But, I mean, you think about it. There's, like, no TVs in the house. There's no internet. There's no, like, I mean, you're not going to read a book on how where milk comes from, are you? Like, go to the library to rent a book on that? Like, No. Yeah, but there's also, like, there's probably still people like that yeah. today. Like, they just don't know or are just ignorant. Yeah, well, on the topic. it's like, um, uh, that, was it Jamie Oliver or Gordon Ramsay? I don't know. Some English chef went around, oh, they're Gordon Ramsay Scottish. Sorry, Gordon. Um, <laughs> went around to, I think it was American schools, um, and took a bunch of raw vegetables and showed them the vegetables. And kids didn't know what a potato looked like in its raw form or what like a cucumber looked like because they'd only ever seen it like sliced or chopped up or whatever and, and hadn't seen it whole. So they didn't know what it actually looked like. I mean, of course, they were children, obviously, so hadn't gone through to experience that part in life. But that was such a foreign idea to me when I first saw that episode, because I always went with my mom shopping, grocery shopping when I was little and uh, always helped out in the kitchen and always, you know, was involved in that process. But nowadays there are so many restrictions on like children in the kitchen, children not touching ovens, children not doing this, not doing that, that they don't learn when they're young. So they have to learn when they're an adult. And then going to college is this whole bigger experience than it than it was 20 years ago because you've kind of been bubble wrapped 
all the way up until that point. So then you go to college and you don't even know what a potato looks like in its whole form, you know? And that's like, I don't know, like, because I was raised mm-hmm. very similar to you and that, you know, grew up in the kitchen yeah. to learn how to cook and all that. So I guess it just seems foreign to me that kids these days just don't know yeah, how to completely. do that. Yeah, it's it's very strange to me. But I've, of course, that is um, probably kind of the exception to the rule. I think most kids at least know basics. And then there are going to be a handful of kids, obviously, that grew up with, like, parents that get them involved in cooking as well. But, like, even when you see, like, kids that are involved mm-hmm. in cooking, it's, like, cookies. And they get, like, the, what is it, the Pillsbury Doughboy, like, pre-made cookie dough. Ones where you just, like, yeah. peel them off and just slap them on a baking Yeah, sheet. and it's like, That's oh, it. we did some baking. It's like, no, you didn't. You did good. You kids. did good. You, did you good. opened a package and put it in the <laughs> oven. Good job. Or you took your microwavable macaroni and you put right. it in the microwave. I am oh so my God. proud. In middle school, I took home ec class because I was like, oh, I love cooking. Let's let's take it. Um, and it was my first year in Canada. So I was like fresh off the boat, 11 years old. And um, uh, I we learned how to make craft dinner macaroni and cheese um, in home ec class, home economics. And I was like, by this point, I knew like how to make a Victoria sponge cake recipe by heart, pastry by heart, how to make a roast dinner by heart. Like these are things that I just knew. And I was like, you're teaching me to cook by telling me how to make craft dinner macaroni. What? <laughs> I was so confused. <laughs> what is Yeah, I this? never took it again. You peasants are beneath mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I never took it again. And I'm actually quite <laughs> upset that I never took it again because then you started to go into like sewing and stuff afterwards. And I would have liked to have learned that. But it really, really turned me off the subject. And so I took other ones because I was like, this is a waste of a semester. I'm not learning anything here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, I guess we should go back to talking anime. <laughs> Tangent. Bunny rabbit. But it yeah, needed, needed to happen. happen. We bunny hold off. So, yeah. So, Radwimps, the group that did the soundtrack for Makoto Shinkai's film, Your Name and Weathering With You, have announced a oh. world tour. And they are going to be having dates in the US, Canada, Ooh. and Mexico. Fun. So, may have to go, because I absolutely adore the soundtracks to both yeah. of those films. They are yeah. so good. Yeah, I, I wish... I, world tours tend to not stop off anywhere near where I am in Canada. I wish they did more, because I'd love to go and see things like that. <clears throat> uh, but you never know. While I'm in Japan, maybe I'll catch a show or two. We'll see. Yeah, You should. Like, if you go to a Lisa show while you're over there, we, we may have to end this podcast. The jealousy <laughs> will not be able to be contained at that point. Uh, don't worry, I will, uh, stuff you full of Japanese snacks when I get back. Do, Do it. it. Send a postcard I'll send while a you're postcard. at it. <laughs> I'll send a postcard, I'll get you some authentic Pocky, and, uh, and it'll be a yes, fun time. Yes, that's what yeah. I need in my life. Okay, so other random tangent while we're talking mm-hmm. about Pocky. So, Dunkin' Donuts, back home, because I went back home mm-hmm. over the weekend. They, for this season, came out with a matcha mm. latte. So, the first one I got a couple weeks ago was delicious. Mm-hmm. Amazing. The one I got this past weekend, literally the worst thing I've ever drank in my entire life. Lovely. I love that. They put way too much in it, so it literally tasted like I was, like, filleting a fish with, like, just the very, very slightest aftertaste of hockey. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. So, it was, like, raw fish umami Hey, you want to drink a fish? All of it. Yeah, it's like, do you want to drink raw That's fish? Gross. Here you go. Like, didn't even taste like coffee. Like, it was so, so bad. I was like, how do you screw it up that oh, much? Oh, that's really gross. 
Oh, it was so bad. But yeah, tangent. So <laughs> moving on. Funimation will be screening the first three episodes of Fruit Basket's second season in select U.S. Mm. theaters on March 30th, dubbed and 31st, mm. subbed. I haven't finished um, I have the, seen- the new version. I got like halfway through the season and then got distracted by something else and haven't gone back and finished it. I need to. I've seen zero mm-hmm. of Fruit Baskets. Not the original, not the new. I've seen absolutely Yeah, I nothing. haven't seen the original. It was recommended to me by a couple of friends to watch the original, but by the time I started to like look towards going to watch the original, that's when the new version came out. And I do really enjoy the new version. I'm upset that I haven't finished it because I should have. Uh, but I guess life just got in the way or whatever. Uh, but I do definitely need to go back and finish it. I think I've only got a couple of episodes left. Um, but it is really good and I do very much enjoy it. I haven't seen the original though. So yeah, I need to watch this one, watch the second season and then go back and watch the original. We should totally do yeah. that for a series just so it gives us an excuse to sit yeah, down and agreed. watch it. We could do a old versus new comparison. Yes. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. totally down. So Food Wars has gotten its first key visual and the air date for the fifth plate. Its official air date is April ah, 10th. So that is exciting. That's exciting. Yes. You know, presuming it doesn't get pushed back because ReZero, which is our topic for today, mm-hmm. it has been yeah. pushed back to July yeah. due to coronavirus issues. Yeah, well, it's because it's most of these studios that make these animes are so small and they're like in a massive building with a bunch of other like things, you know? Um, and, uh, so you see, like, the teams of people, and you quite often see the same names popping up for, like, producers and directors and stuff. You'll see them, like, jumping ship between a bunch of different animes and, and mangas and light novels and all that kinds of stuff. You'll see them all over the place. Um, and so I feel like it's a kind of a, a small community in the fact that it is a large community, but with small pockets. And, uh, so I feel like mm-hmm. because everyone's mingling in with each other, if it hits one area, it is very likely to, to spread to the rest as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, very mm-hmm. quickly. So, which that's unfortunate, but hopefully everyone stays healthy. Food works yeah. continues on as planned because I know you and I oh, are yeah. both yeah, very for, excited for, for that uh, for the next season. Really, really stoked. But Japan has been doing so many good things in precaution, precaution wise for the coronavirus. So I think that they're going to get a handle on it pretty quickly. And it's also a huge benefit that they are obviously completely segregated from the rest of the world just geographically, um, so they can really contain it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, makes yeah. containing it very simple. Yeah, I just worry for the um, Netflix uh, higher elderly population that they have. So yeah, hopefully they can contain it before it spreads to the, to those guys. Yeah, because that seems to be the yeah. one group of people yeah. that's most affected by this. Like adults with yeah. healthy immune systems are able to fight it off. Kids apparently can't even get mm-hmm. it; they're just carriers for it. I didn't hear that. That's new. Ooh, so it's fancy. the elderly. I didn't know. <laughs> so yeah, the elderly yeah, are the people yeah. that need to be. Yeah, elderly you know, the and immunocompromised are the, are the guys that um, are unfortunately the ones that are getting hit with it the worst. Because, like, it, it jumps from, uh, like, if you look at the, mm. the rates, it's, like, um, 0.2% for, like, age 20 to, like, 30. And then from there it steps up, and then from there it steps up. And then by the time you're, like, 60, it's, like, 12%. So, yeah. Mm. Which is same. Yeah. Netflix will be adding the Violet Evergarden OVA Eternity and the Auto Memory Doll mm. special on April 2nd. So I, I don't haven't. know if you've seen Violet Evergarden, but it is it is beautifully crafted. I absolutely adore mm. everything about that show. I cried a lot. Like one episode in particular, like I Aww. I ugly cried. It was that bad. Like, oh, like even thinking about it now, Aww. I'm tearing up a little bit like it. 
it yeah. just hits the heartstrings so hard. Like I, oh, it's so good. So I'm so excited yeah. for the OVA. Yeah, any any new content of a show that like really grabs you like that is is good in my book. Absolutely. And then Kaguya-sama Love is War has also Ooh. unveiled its first key visual and its release date for the second season as well. It is Fun. set for April 11th. Lots of good stuff coming out soon. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. April is going to be massive for the amount of shows that it has mm-hmm. coming out. I'm yeah, so me excited. Too. Me too. So much work for us, though. Uh, I was is say. it really work, yeah. though? Yeah, can you count this, this as work? Does this count as work? <laughs> I, I don't think so. This is just play. No, I no. I can't count this as work because this is so much fun. I'm me so too. glad we decided to start this. This just oh, it just makes yeah. life so much. Yeah, me more too. Enjoyable. Like I, I don't know. It's like it's it's great being able to properly sit down and discuss things that you have a massive passion for in any kind of fashion. Uh, but the fact that it is about something that is just so like emotional, not just in like emotional sense but also like happy and like sad and like exciting and like i don't know it's a roller coaster (laughs) yeah it's like emotional to us and the fact that like anime means so much to us considering we both spent over two months of our lives a piece yeah i think nearly six months combined between us for like anime manga everything like our lives yeah probably about like a half a year between us spent on this kind of subject and that's so much but it's so worth it worth every who needs a life what is outside? What is Have you ever point? been there? <laughs> uh, outside of going to work? No. Outside, outside is dead, is dead, to, dead me. to me. Which is unfortunate because swimming season is coming up and your boy probably won't be getting to swim. <laughs> Just watch free. You'll get the <laughs> motivation. so much to do. Yeah. You know what? You're right. Or that anime about jet ski girls watch that one that'll just get me enticed to go swimming or buy or just find a girl too (laughs) yeah you know what you can't do the jet or the (laughs) ski find the girl exactly (laughs) 10 out of 10 life advice (laughs) and the last piece of news i got the My Hero Academia Heroes Rising film has opened at number ah. one in the U.S. box office on February 26th, earning over 2.5 million Good. on yeah. its opening deserves day. It deserves it. Oh, it 100% deserves it. And the film at present has grossed over $10 million and now sits at number eight of the highest grossing anime films nice. of all yeah, time good. in the U.S. I'm glad that more and more um, anime is being shown in cinemas and um, just like more platforms are available to be able to view it and that kind of stuff. You're getting more competitors because like before, like Crunchyroll was the only place that you could find it. Um, and then Funimation started mm. streaming what they did for their dubs as well. And then um, uh, now Netflix has even a pretty good suge- uh, uh, group. I don't know. What's the category? I don't know. Genre. <laughs> Yeah, Netflix yeah. does. Hulu does as well. Like Hulu has some dubs that are specific mm-hmm. to it that nobody else can get their yeah. hands on, which is yeah. interesting. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing um, Disney releasing um, animes that are uh, kind of like more softer um, on theirs as well on Disney Plus. It wouldn't. It wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me. Well, Disney owns the rights to all yeah. the Studio Chipley films, so it wouldn't surprise me if they start uploading those to Disney+. Plus. Although, that may be a while, considering I think Netflix just got the yeah. streaming rights from Disney to be able to play all those. And that's available literally yeah. everywhere else <laughs> but the U.S. Yeah. and Japan. You know, yeah, know how silly that is. Like, us, I get it. Like... 
okay, just don't give it to us, even though Disney's the one who owns it. Whatever. Japan? But Japan, I know. of all places, cannot watch it on Netflix. I, I would assume ridiculous. that the reason why is because they've already contracted to some other company, and so, like, Netflix can't get the rights there, and not that they chose not to. I don't know, though. I have no clue either. Yeah, definitely. However, good on them. Just get a VPN or yeah. something if you want to be able to watch it. Or just, it. If you, you know, vacation US in Canada. Japan, just it's a fun time. It. Aha! So, listen, I'm gonna need to crash on your couch. I'm gonna need to crash on your couch. That's okay. Yeah, you can. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, I mean, we have Canadian sized couches, so you'll fit. (laughs) I I feel like every time I've gone to America, the couches are so short. I don't know why, but they're like two inches shorter than couches in Canada. And so you go to sit down, and they always feel like too low. I don't. Maybe it's just me, but like I huh. sit down on a couch here. I'm a tall bean for those who are listening who don't know. I sit down here and it's just like it's probably like a pretty perfect right angle, maybe a little bit lower. Um, but in America, I feel like my knees are under my chin. Interesting. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just so used to the way couches are mm. here that it doesn't bother me. But also, I'm more of a recliner person, so mm. I try to stray away from couches. Do you have a reclining couch? That sounds yeah. like a thing that needs to happen because you have the ones that have yeah. like the little pulley sides on them, but you don't have them that can just like automatically sit back. That I know. I of. think I'm IKEA sure does some because IKEA does everything. Everything. Yeah. IKEA does do. Can't go wrong with IKEA. No, absolutely not. Or like Costco or other like mm-hmm. big box chain oh, stores. Uh, like everyone's that. been buying toilet paper out of our local Costco. Um, apparently, they restocked at nine a.m. the other day and were sold out on toilet paper by nine uh, by eleven a.m. So in two hours. So no, and that doesn't make sense. Like I realize that it's mm-hmm. you know a virus. But how quickly outbreak. do you go through toilet so, paper? Like the hand sanitizer. Yeah, like that. That makes no sense whatsoever, and especially at Costco. You yeah, they had to put a limit on bulk. two, um, two like things. I don't know packages of toilet paper per purchase because people were like trying to buy like seventy, and they were just like. What are you going to do with that much? Because I think it's like rolls of toilet paper in one Costco pack. Like, what the heck are you going to do with that much toilet paper? It, it, it literally makes no sense. But it's the yeah. same here with like mm-hmm. 3M respirators and whatnot. No. Like, those will not save you from this. Like, the most you're going to do with that is yeah. keep somebody else from getting sick. It'll keep yeah. you from spreading. Well, it. I that actually heard, I, I don't know why. how true this is. So, you know, don't take my, I'm not a scientist, okay? Just disclaimer. Um, but I heard that um, hand sanitizer doesn't really do much for the virus because um, it doesn't actually remove the virus from your hands. It just kind of, like, um, paralyzes it. Um, whereas washing your hands with soap because of like the fatty lipids or whatever, the like the fatty enzymes in the soap, like connect onto the virus. And then when you wash the soap down the drain, it like pulls the virus with it. So it actually gets rid of the virus as opposed to just like nullifying it like a hand sanitizer would do. Science. Yes. Science. I like it. <laughs> I am so science. <laughs> I failed science, so this is this. I really like science. I just can't like study it because I'm so bad at like sitting down and like reading a biology textbook or whatever. But um, yeah, I know I I do enjoy science when I hear it like that. It's fun. It's a fun time. See, you you can keep the science. I'll just. I used to like math until I had a really bad math teacher, and then I was like, ugh, no thanks. See, I had a really awful math teacher, and I got her twice in a row. I got her for Algebra Ugh. 1A, and then I got her for Geometry. 
So that your, was garbage. Your classes However, are really weird. Like every other math teacher. <laughs> Algebra one A and what was the other one? Geometry. Yeah, I don't know. So you name your classes weird in America. Oh, I mean, for high school freshmen, or at least for us, it doesn't make sense as to why, but we had to take one semester of Mm -hmm. the first half of Algebra 1, and then uh, our spring semester was the second half of Algebra 1. I'm like, why? why? In Canada, I think our curriculum was um, grade 9, Algebra, Geometry, grade 10 was... Probably more algebra. Grade 11 was pre-cal, and grade 12 was also pre-cal. Mm, big brain. Yeah, Katie's big brain. <laughs> yeah, America's no, we we definitely taken pre-cal classes before you go to university. <laughs> See, like for us, our senior year, we had an option of pre-cal. Oh, yeah. yeah, grade 10 trig, was trick. That's what it was, yeah. Or statistics. Yeah. And statistics I went the statistics time. route because, mm, like, prob- probability, probability has no memory. Me. That's why if you're at a slot machine, just because you've hit the cherries a hundred times in a row doesn't mean you're not going to hit the freaking crown this time. Because, you know, has no memory. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that wraps it up for news. <laughs> Should we dive right so in? Shall we, we dive right shall in? we get into our topic? Because I am so excited to talk about this. I have been... Like, ever since the idea of a podcast was brought before me, and this was back whenever Dakota and I were mm-hmm. doing what we were doing, like, I've wanted to do a podcast it's, on this it's show an, because it, oh, ReZero it, is in my top three anime oh, of all good. time. it's good. It's good. I adore uh, it so, so do you want to give us, a, like, a quick summary of the anime as you're the expert on this one and you're the one who pitched the idea for this one? So if it goes wrong, it's Black Brad's fault. <laughs> Yes. If you don't like this anime, it's Brad's fault, okay? Yes, yes, just blame me. However, I can assure you, you'll love it. But, yeah, so ReZero, Starting Life in Another World, is an isekai setting where your typical teenager gets pulled into another world. However, this time, dude doesn't die. Like, I know it's weird Mm -hmm. for an isekai anime to have that sort of setup, but no. Mm -hmm. Subaru does not die. Mm-hmm. Instead, just gets teleported over yeah. by some mysterious yeah. force at work that you find out later on in the show. So he gets pulled to the world. He's a shut-in neat. So therefore, he knows about like this kind of thing going on. He immediately thinks, oh, yeah. I'm going to get all these badass powers. No. Right. Uh, absolutely useless. Yeah. Makes a fool from himself. However, very quickly finds out that he does have a power. It's essentially mm-hmm. a Groundhog Day power where he can yeah. die and come back to life. Mm-hmm. And it's at a certain checkpoint. It's never made clear what the conditions mm-hmm. are to clear said checkpoint throughout the show. But yeah, it's just essentially die and come back as many times as he has to, to I mm-hmm. guess, accomplish his overall goal for the show. And... That's essentially like the best overall summary I can get without getting into spoily bits because this show like constantly just goes like it doesn't. I don't know if you felt like it had a lull the entire time, but I did not. I felt oh, like no. every yeah, episode I had its watched own the whole meeting. thing and I just like couldn't turn away. Like it, it was there. There wasn't a downtime. There wasn't a break. Like it's such an emo- emotional roller coaster. That's what I was reading when I was reading the reviews about the show. Is that it is such an intense emotional roller coaster. You're going from um, the happiest to most excited. Like oh my god, this is amazing. Congratulations for the characters. Like this is amazing. To thirty seconds later, 
everything is wrong and it's horrible and it's like you're crying and it's it's such an emo- emotional roller coaster you cannot get bored but why watching while watching this show if you get bored while watching this show you haven't been paying attention because you just can't like it's insane yeah like it mm-hmm. goes from zero to 100 real quick and it just it does not let off the gas mm-hmm. the entire time so here's the biggest I did question cry. i kept a did cry counter cry? i cried twice uh, <laughs> we're not going to talk about mine. Because <laughs> it was more yeah. than yeah, there five. Were, there were quite a few times five, when I was, like, getting teary, but I only counted the times when tears, like, actually ran down my face. I guess you could kind of say three, but I didn't count one of them because I was laying on my side, so it's, like, easier for tears to escape. So I was like, that's why. Uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> lies. <laughs> Lies. Lies. You <laughs> cried. It was three. Put put okay, the fine. three counter on the screen. This is totally a podcast <laughs> that we could put the three counter on there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's oh it's so good. I absolutely adore it. Yeah, no, it's it's genuinely it. such a good show. And we'll get into like there's one talking point that I want to bring up, like once we get through all the spoilers and everything, but there's one talking point to where I feel like it'll be worth mentioning because it was a point to where I cried. And it was like the first, like ever since I watched it the first time, whenever this came out in, I think, 2016, I think. Yeah, 2016. And man, like it, it's just one point in the show that just stuck with me. And going through, because I watched it through the second time for this episode in English. And for one, I will say the English dub, fantastic. Oh, like, good, it was good. really good. I only have an issue with one of the like voice mm-hmm. actor choices. It was the one for Puck. But I mean, that's just a very, very small complaint. Like the voice actor who did Puck was phenomenal. It's just mm-hmm. for me, it didn't necessarily fit. But yeah. So a little bit of background information on the show. The first season began airing in April of 2016 and wrapped up in September of the following year with a total of 25 episodes. The light novel was written by mm-hmm. Tape Nagasuki. It began serialization of April of 2012 and is still being written to this day. The manga began serialization in June of 2014 mm-hmm. and is still being produced to this day as well. Yeah, yeah. So I, know I you did. did a little bit yeah, so I just kind of looked at how the manga was uh, broken down uh, because, of course, there's the light novel, there's the novel, and then there is um, the manga. The anime is based off of the light novel. Uh, but what I found interesting is that the, the manga actually switches both publishers and illustrator um, for the second chapter. So it's split into um, three chapters. Um, each chapter is like a segment of volumes. So chapter one, there's two volumes. In chapter two, there's five volumes. And in chapter three, there's 11 volumes. Um, but the first chapter, A Day in the Capital, um, is published by Media Factory um, and illustrated by Daichi Masu- Masuse, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, my, uh, Matsui. There you go. Um, <laughs> Matsuse. Uh, I can't speak Japanese on time. Um, and uh, then chapter two <laughs> um, was switched to um, Square Enix to be published by them. Um, and then uh, was illustrated by Makoto uh, Fujitsu. 
Um, and then for chapter three, they went back to Media Factory, um, and then Daichi uh, Matsue uh, picked it back up again. So I just thought that was interesting that, uh, I guess, for the chapter two, for the second volume, they even changed the magazine that it was published in. Uh, it was a completely different group of people that were doing it, other than the author who still wrote it, but, like, the illustrator was different. So if you're reading the manga, if you decide to read the manga, um, let me know if you notice a difference in illustration between chapter one or chapter two, and then back to chapter three again. Um, because, yeah, not only are they, like, uh, a chunk of time apart, um, they are also... Um, done by illustrated by different people so i thought that was a, a pretty cool thing yeah it's also like a really weird thing to do like why like why switch publishers yeah. and switch i would assume it was and then go back i don't think i think it was maybe yeah, I, just uh, really maybe busy really busy the maybe they just offered a better deal to the um to the author it was just like hey we'll purchase it like contract right out we'll we'll purchase it for this much more and then um, then they realized how successful it was for chapter three and they wanted to repurchase it back and repurchase the rights. Because you yes. said Square Enix produced mm-hmm. the second chapter, right? If they saw how popular it was, I find it yeah, really yeah. odd for Square Enix. Yeah, to I know. It uh, must have been some kind point. of negotiational thing or maybe the um, author is like slow at producing work or something. I don't know. Yeah. Might have been a professional basis or something. Yeah, which that very well could be the issue as well, because, I mean, it's taken four mm-hmm. years yeah. to get the second season. And to my knowledge, like, this show, like, took off in yeah. both Japan and here whenever it came out. So for it to mm-hmm. be that popular, for it to take that long, I find that odd. But then again, it could just be an Attack on Titan situation of you got to wait ages for the second season. Or a lot of it, too, could just be it's a small studio that done this, like. White Fox, the studio that did it, has not done a lot of mm-hmm. like yeah, major agreed, works. agreed, um, yeah. Because I think this was Success. their first like big like production, but outside of that, they've also done Steinsgate and Akame Ga Kill, which I've uh, seen I have seen of some of Akame Ga Kill, um, but yeah, I never finished it. It's interesting. <laughs> I have absolutely zero input yeah, on that because I haven't even looked up trailers. Like, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have done my homework. But I'm just like, I, I've i heard absolutely zero. Steinsgate, I've heard some of. Mm-hmm. I had the visual novel on my phone that I've done like five minutes yeah, of and yeah, then got no, bored uh, of it. Really I can make quick. a kill. I would, I would describe as interesting. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So then for uh, reviews of the anime, I just grabbed a couple of the most common ones that are... um. Uh, in our kind of circles. So Anime Planet gave um, the public rating was a 4.4 out of 5, um, which is really good. Crunchyroll gave it a 4.6 out of 5. IMDb gave it an 8.33. And IMDb, IMDb, IMDb gave it an 8 out of 10. So yeah, pretty solid ratings all across the board um, with Crunchyroll. So I think it sits at an average of yeah. like... 8.6. Yeah, yeah. Crunchyroll gave it a super high rating of eight point four, eight point six out of five, um, and that was like over a million people had um, done the the rating on that or something. Like if if I can remember correctly, so yeah, it was a, a solid, solid lot of people had, had rated it. And, uh, it. Yeah, I I genuinely agree with those ratings. I think it's fantastic. I think that isekai genre is um, very oversaturated. There's a lot of competition in the isekai. Um, world, but I have never watched an isekai like this. I haven't either, and that's one of the things because although this was one of the anime that I started watching like after I got back into it, and now at this point in my 
like anime lifespan, I've seen a lot of isekai and even newer ones. Like it still doesn't hold up to what ReZero is. Like it just, it was a fresh take on the isekai thing with the Groundhog Day capabilities. And it just, I don't know what I expected going into it, but everything was just blown out of the water by the time the Mm -hmm. end of that first Mm -hmm. 45 minute episode was over. Yeah. Like it just yeah, shattered all expectations. Completely. And so the anime was directed by Masaharu Watanabe. He has directed Naruto Shippuden and The Melancholy of Harui Suzumiya and has also worked in the animation department on the original ah, Naruto and Toradora. Interesting. And the sound director, Kenichiro Suahiro, has ah, done work on yeah. ReZero, Sells at Work. Fire Force, Goblin Slayer, and most recently has done mm. work on the Darwin's game, which I'm really interested in actually sitting down to fully watch. I've watched half of the first episode, but then I think I got busy at work and haven't sat down to actually watch more of it. But apparently it's a mm-hmm. like Hunger Games with magic type anime. So mm-hmm. that immediately has me interested because although I'm not a big fan of the Hunger Games, <laughs> Give it to me in anime yeah. form with magic, yeah, uh, I'm in. Yeah, I, I didn't mind Hunger <laughs> Games. I thought they were okay. Uh, they got a lot of hype that I think was maybe not so well deserved. I, I don't know. I enjoyed them. I didn't love them. Yeah. Uh, I can agree. Like, I don't I don't know anything about them, but I think it's because they were just that yeah, much I read, really hyped to where I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've read the trilogy twice. No, I think I'll pass, fam. The second time I actually enjoyed it more than the first time, but I stand by my original thinking of that I think the second and third books were rushed. And I'm not sure if that was like by the publishing house wanting to get the author to like, um, get, like pump them out. The first book was so successful, like get the second and third one out. Uh, but to me, the first one was really, really well written and constructed. And then they just kind of went downhill and the ideas kind of got mushed and it, like they needed to be a good editor and, and more time put into them because it kind of got blurred together. But anyway, that's a separate story. Yeah. Yeah, it could have just been a- <laughs> What were you going to say? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I I don't know. It's gone. gone. It's into the ether, just poof, gone forever. But yeah, so that takes care of all the bad Yeah, well, uh, so, just a quick before, before we hop into that, I did actually find out this is from Wikipedia, so you can't guarantee how solid this information is. But apparently, there's a visual novel based on mm-hmm. ReZero. Um, yes, I think it came out on the right, PS4 okay. and Vita, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I don't think or it's like been translated PSP, into English, maybe? so if you are a Japanese speaker, uh, it's ReZero starting life in another world, death or kiss. So yeah, if that's something that you uh, are interested in and you can get your hands on, you'll uh, have to contact us and let us know what it's like, how it is, because um, neither of us can read or write or speak Japanese. <laughs> So, listen, I'm going to need you to get me a copy of this while you're over in Japan, if you don't mind. I will give you all of the monies if you can find me it, because even though I'll never have the opportunity to play it, I want it. I need this in my life. I need as much ReZero merch as can Okay, well, I am planning on hitting up some secondhand game shops and and things like that, so we'll see what I can find. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay, so the uh, actual episodes. Um, so this is where I'm going to chuck on the spoiler warning for you guys who don't want to know about the actual ins and outs of the show. If you want to watch it, explore it for yourself, and then come back and listen to this after you've seen it. Uh, now's the time to run away. 
Run away! Yes, run away! Run, Bellage, screaming, all that fun pillage, stuff. all the yeah. fun stuff. Okay, so the first episode is called The End of the Beginning, and like Brad previously mentioned, it starts off with our main character, Subaru, who is um, in a convenience store in a convenience, and he is looking at manga and just like living his best life, being a neat. Um, and he uh, all of a sudden has like a glitch in the Matrix moment, his vision starts going all funny. And uh, he blinks, and when he blinks, he wakes up um, in uh, your kind of typical RuneScape, you know, <laughs> kind of elves and, and animal people and all those kinds of things type of world. Um, and he has officially been isekai'd into a whole nother world. And because he is a neat, he is like, oh, well, I know what's going to happen here. Um, I'm going to end up with all kinds of crazy superpowers, and I'm going to be the hero of this world. And there's going to be some big villain, and I'm going to defeat the villain, and I'm going to then live a good life of rich and gold and and surrounded by women and et cetera, et cetera, all that jazz. That's not what happens, though. Uh, he tries to use magic. It doesn't work. He tries to figure out if he's rich, and he is not. He tries all of that typical stuff and it just don't work for him um and he ends up um with no money in a back alleyway somewhere just trying to figure his way around and, and see what's happening and when he ends up in this back alley he runs into a, a a trio of thugs who um actually appear quite frequently in the anime so yeah they're, they're returning characters um and they um uh, he ends up figuring out that he's actually decently strong, but just because of the fact that he was like working out while he was like in his hibernation in, in his parents' house. So he's like, he can punch, he can throw a punch, but he's also not like, he doesn't have any kind of superpowers backing it. He can just throw a solid punch, you know? Um, and, uh, but yeah, there's three of them, and, um, one of them has a knife, saying so overpowering him. And when this blue haired girl or silver haired girl, um, comes out of nowhere and uh, well actually first of all this like little girl this little like blondie runs through and um uh like they think that she's going to interrupt or is mad at them or whatever and she just like runs on by um and then this silverhead girl comes up afterwards and is like hey uh you who stole what it is that you stole give it back and they're like we didn't steal anything and she's like well then who took it and they're like well this like blonde girl just ran by um she's like okay well i'm gonna go find her and then like almost goes to like run off and just leaves him to get beaten up but then she doesn't um and uh she saves a hero subaru and uh he falls in love with her right off the bat he is submitting um and uh, then you find out that she's actually a spirit user um she gives him the name Satalia, um, and she has a, a spirit friend um, who I can't remember the name of right now. Puck! Thank you very much, Puck. Puck. Um, and uh, then the thief girl, you find out his name is, uh, his name, her name is Felt. There is um, a her that looks, a him that looks like a her, but um, isn't uh, in this yeah, but we'll get to that later. We'll uh, get into that later. And that is episode um, <laughs> 1A. It's just pretty much that. So technically there are 25 episodes in the anime, but it actually breaks down to 26 when you watch it on like Crunchyroll or whatever, because it splits up A and part B. Um, so then the second episode or episode 1B um, is uh Satalia saying where she knows where Felt is. Um, they kind of team up. They go to um uh to the pub they find an old man he ends up being in 
pieces. I don't know. Anime's quite graphic. <laughs> um, and uh, it does gore. Yeah, this show does gore. Like, I don't want to say it does extremely yeah, yeah. well, it's but intense. for what it is, like, I, it goes ham on the gore. Yeah, I would like, compare it, no it to punches, something like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood on level of gore. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so then they, they, he enters the pub. Did I read everything about? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, uh, so Tilly enters the pub, um, trying to figure out where Subaru went to because he's the one that went in to try and find whatever it was that, um, Satalia has lost that was stolen from her. Um, and, uh, when he finds the pub guy, um, all torn shreds, um, there and she wanders in after him then a woman comes in and um slices them to pieces as well and this is where we reach our first first reset point and in the very beginning of episode 1a and this is one thing that i thought was so clever about the anime was this callback was in the matrix flashbacks very very early on probably within the first five minutes of the first episode um when he's going through that matrix scene getting pulled through you see this clip of these two hands and you hear this voice and it doesn't really sound like his voice and then there's this woman's voice and you don't know who this woman's voice is and you hear them and you see this like image of these two hands or like one hand reaching out towards another hand and then that is the moment that you see again the first time that he uh, dies and his first reset point and it is powerful that is such a powerful moment and not only that, but, like, the animation of it, like, also, like, mm-hmm. harkens back to how the OP for the show goes. And I meant to bring this up in the beginning before we actually got into the spoilers, but what did you think about the OP and the endings for the show? And are you an OP and ED kind of person? Like, do you care uh, about I'm the probably intro not and, and cards for uh, the show? involved with them as I know a lot of people are. A lot of people, like... I absolutely love them. That is that is like their bread and butter for when they when they watch shows. Like they will download the songs and stuff like that. And I'm not one of those people, but I do definitely like. For me, I can tell if one's good because I won't skip it. You know, because I'm a huge skipper. I'll, like I am a master at like getting the exact mm-hmm. time of how many seconds it is in and like knowing that bar and like clicking it. Like I am such a good. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like a minute and thirty seconds is typical for every show, but this like. I always make it a habit of watching yeah, the yeah, OP and, and title card at least once. And one thing I will say that this show no. does well is that some episodes it won't even have Agreed. one or the yeah. other, depending on what's going on. Like it's a master of deciding when to put where, mm-hmm. but also the animation and the yeah. way it stylizes everything for oh, like, yeah. how it presents the death scenes yeah. and everything. It, um yeah it so uh, job. anyway continue so back. then this is when subaru finds himself back at that food stand that he was in when he first got isekai um and um he finds himself um oh yeah there was a a crying girl who um his father ended up being the person who ran the food stand um and uh, Subaru, he's like freaking out. He he bumps into the three uh, thugs again because the guy at the fruit stand didn't remember him. Um, and he bumps into the three thugs again. They have no memory of him. Uh, he beats them up. Um, and then he's like panicking and panicking and panicking because he believes that Centelia is dead. He doesn't know if she's alive. He he doesn't know anything about that. Like he's just, he just has his memory of like getting sliced to pieces. And then all of a sudden he's back at the food stand and he gets... Uh, so he runs to the pub and he's there during the day because obviously like it, it, the day hasn't passed for where he met Satelia and they went on their adventure together and then they decided to team up and then go to the pub. 
So he he runs there and and um and he decides to wait um for Felt, who is the girl who stole the insignia, which is you end up finding out that was what um got stolen. Um and Felt comes and she says that she's got another buyer for the insignia. Um and she's gonna sell to the highest bidder. So um uh Subaru offers up his phone, which he shows the camera feature of, and they believe it to be incredibly valuable. Basically like, oh it stops time for a second and captures that moment of time. Um, and the other buyer comes in and, um, Subaru's phone is deemed of a higher value. So he wins the, um, insignia and then all is pretty much well until the woman goes, oh, the, the rival buyer, she goes, um, uh, oh, what are you going to do with the, um, insignia? And he's like, oh, I'm going to give it back to its rightful owner. And then basically all hell breaks loose. Um, and she's like, he's with them, um, and creates a very like us and them moment in that second. So she kills the pub's old man, she kills Felt, she kills Subaru, um, and he finds himself back at the fruit stand. Um, this time he spots Satelia and he runs after her, claiming that he doesn't know what happened, but he's glad that she's okay. And the episode ends for episode 1B with her responding, basically, I don't know who you are, but how dare you call me the name of the jealous witch. Duh, duh, duh. And that is kind of your introduction into this anime. It is intense, it is insane, it is like gory and uh, I don't know but yeah that is like the first full episode is is and the first two deaths of um of Subaru should have really should have yeah I think we could probably count them as I go through because I did write notes on every on every episode so uh but I don't think maybe maybe I can't can't wrote down every death but it gets to the point where there are so many deaths that I don't know if I wrote them all down we'll see it doesn't get repetitive that I will say though is that it doesn't Mm -hmm. like each death doesn't yeah, yeah it doesn't get repetitive like every time there's meaning behind it and you can tell like he does not want to die yeah. like every time he struggles like the times where he can actually choose oh, yeah. whether he dies or not yeah. he does not I feel want like a to. lot of like, animes could have taken the direction of him, him sacrificing himself for a restart and he like every single time and there are moments in this show where he considers it and he really, really thinks about it. But I think there's only one time in my mind that I can think of where he actually went through with it. And in that case, he would have been killed regardless. It was... There Yeah. There was at least once, but there's a couple of times where yeah. he asked for yeah. it. But like, again, with reason. Like, grand. they didn't just, like... He wasn't just like, oh, everything's going to shit, kill me. It was like, I am not going to live or I am going to kill a hundred thousand people, so you need to just deal with me now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. the second episode is called Reunion with the Witch, um, and it basically starts off in the same situation where we were on on the previous episode with Satelia yelling at Subaru in the street from what he called her. I, I equated it to Voldemort, because it kind of is. Like, no one will say the name Satelia. No one will, like, even say the name Witch. Like, the word Witch is, like, a word that you don't say. Um, and the fact that he called her that in the street um, uh, was clearly very upsetting, not just to her, but also the people around in the town. Subaru chases after her, but he um, ends up bumping into the thugs again and gets himself killed this time. Um, and he respawns back at the fruit stand and then pieces everything together that he's living a new life every single time. It actually took him quite a few deaths. That's one point it was very frustrating being like, how do you not see that this is a new life every time that you have respawned? It's a whole new like moment. You've gone back in time. He didn't for like three three deaths. Um, but it 
I think I kind of gave it a pass though, just because that would have yeah. to be traumatic. Yeah. So I think it probably didn't click just because yeah. of that. But yeah, it does kind oh, of yeah, get like, yeah. I, dude, I, come on, it, piece I it together. Like, I, I never got as frustrated with the, this anime because like so many animes you're watching, the main character is just so clueless and you're just like, oh, come on, like pick it up. Like, what are you doing? Uh, but in this one, that was the most frustrated I felt. And it wasn't really that frustrated because of the fact that so much other stuff is going on in the anime. And um, uh, it like the, the trauma is incredibly evident with him throughout the anime. Like this is again, not one of those ones where it's like he experiences PTSD and then gets over it in five minutes. This is one where he like everything adds up and he ends up like fucked up from it um, as time goes. Um, so he uh, he decides that he's just like, this time he's respawned, he decides he's just not going to worry about it, you know? So Telia's going to get her insignia stolen, she's going to go to the thing, she's going to die, he doesn't even give a shit, he doesn't know her, he doesn't, like, whatever. Um, so he sells his phone, he's going to go and live a happy life with all of the money that he got from his phone. But then he gets really sad and scared and th- uh, when he's, like, thinking about everyone that's going to do crazy bitch. Um, and uh, so he decides, you know what, I'm just going to go and help. And he ends up bumping into her in the slums. Um, and she says that she can smell fear. Um, and Subaru uh, ends up going to Felt's home instead of to the pub to buy the insignia, but she won't sell it without the approval of the old man because he's like an appraisal, like, artist person. Like, he knows how much things are worth. Um, so he's like, okay, 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 but we have to do it, but we have to do it before it gets dark. So when uh, the deal is nearly complete, Felt gets, um, uh, uh, suspicious because Subaru is wanting it all done so quickly. Um, and so just as we think that the crazy lady is going to come through the door, um, the door opens, but it's actually Satelia. Credits. Um, and also at this point, um, Subaru has met a redheaded dude, um, uh, when he like bumped into the three thugs that time. Um, because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my notes are just like redheaded dude because like names aren't Reinhardt. really introduced all the time when like a character meets the other character. They don't always mention their name. You find out the name later down the road. So as I was taking my notes episode by episode, sometimes like I'll come up with the names like four episodes after they've been introduced as a character because I'm like, then I catch the name and write it down. <laughs> so quite a lot of these are just going to be like gray head girl, redheaded dude, yellow person. <laughs> like that's the way it works. Um, so then episode three starts with basically it's just a massive fight. Episode three is just a fight scene. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, and it's, it's just intense. It's, um, so redhead, uh, the, the crazy bitch ends up, her name's Elsa, by the way, like the, like queen, like, let it go, let it go. I'm going to slice you up and spread your guts. Um, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah, she's like known for being like a gut slicer like that's her like special move or whatever is like she'll just like slice open your stomach and your guts will spew out all over the place and that's like oh my god I love guts um that's (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of her her ammo um so then uh, everyone becomes friends um except for uh, guts lady Elsa um she buggers off um and the uh redhead whose name you decided was Reinhard Reinhardt. Okay, there we go. Um, he it takes him all to the castle, uh, but he uh, he sees Felt and he's like, ooh, who are you? Uh, how old are you? I want to know information about you. And she's like, I don't know. I was just grew up in the slums. Like, I don't know who I am. And so he's like, oh, you're coming with me. Go to sleep. And he like hypnotizes her asleep or whatever he does. 
picks her up and runs off with her and gives um, uh, Stalia, or who is still believing that's her name, um, back her insignia. And uh, so then... Uh, but, like, at the end of the episode, you figure out that uh, Subaru has actually had his guts sliced open uh, in the last second. He was, like, standing there for, like, a five-minute conversation, just, like, all happy as Larry, and then looks down one moment, and his guts, like, on the floor. It's quite funny. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he ends up surviving. And when he wakes up, he's actually in um, the Roswall Mansion, which brings us to episode five. Uh, four. Episode four. Um, so Subaru basically wakes up in a fancy bed, healed, and walks through a large manor. He bumps into Drill Lolly, who ends up being the librarian of the manor. Um, <laughs> it's a perfect description. Beatrice is yep. very much drill-haired Lolly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah, Beatrice. Um, and then um, the twins who are uh, Ra and Ri, is that Rem it? Rem and Rom. Rem, Rem and Ran. Ran. Ram. Ram and Ram. I guess we, um, and, uh, and the Lord, who ends up being the most powerful magic user in the kingdom. And you also find out that Beatrice, the librarian, um, is not human. Um, and it, it yeah, and so you find out. And Satelia, who's now Amelia, um, is relieved, um, and, uh, then it's find out that, found out that she's actually in line for the throne, and because the current bloodline, um, kind of went missing, slash is dead, like, question mark around the current throne bloodline, so they're basically trying to find candidates, and then there's gonna be, like, an evaluation to figure out who is going to be the next throny dude. Um, or dudette, I guess. Um, and so then, uh, Subaru ends up, uh, they're like hanging out for a few days and it's a good time. And they're like in the manor and they're having, having such a sweet time. And it's such a sweet episode. And then he successfully asks her out on a date. And then, uh, he wakes up back, uh, as a guest matrix style. He's dead. How did he die? We do not know. Um, so then episode five, um, is uh, Subaru wakes up and he freaks out finding the librarian uh, and he finds the librarian and uh, she doesn't remember him uh, except for the fact that she had like messed with him in the morning not like yeah she had just like teased him or whatever um, and then he tries to retrace his steps but everything is different now uh, this is where I put in capital letters in my notes unnecessary <laughs> dick sound <laughs> effects and to be fair I don't remember this happening so I <laughs> I don't know where Blue is getting this from. Perhaps my memory is faltered. I don't know. It was it was so subtle, but I was watching it like at probably like three a.m. and I was it was so quiet in my house, and um, I had my laptop playing, and it echoed around my room just because of how quiet <laughs> everything else was. So basically, what's happening is the Lord. The manor is like standing, um, uh, he's naked, obviously, and Subaru is naked as well. Subaru's in the bath, and the Lord is gonna join him in the bath, cause it's like a onsen, a shared bath. Um, he's gonna join him in the bath, but they're having a conversation, and Subaru turns around to face the Lord, and his head is like perfectly blocking the Lord's private parts, and the Lord starts swinging his hips from left to right while he's talking. And they added in sound effects. <laughs> they added in sound effects. I don't recall oh my the sound effects, but my god. I um, I was sitting there, and they were having a conversation. It's just like in the background of the conversation that you can hear this noise. And I was like, they didn't, they didn't do that. No, I'm hearing this wrong. They didn't do that. 
Oh, yeah, they did. They, oh, my God. That's that's fantastic. Like, I'm going to have to go after this episode and just go find it because I have to know now. Like, how could yeah. I miss that? I've watched it through a second time for this in English, and they don't take out yeah. that stuff for the English dub. So, I got to no. find it now. I have to know. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> yeah, it's episode five. Episode five in the bath in the onsen. Um the Lord's sound effects are there. So what did you think of Roswell, <laughs> um, by the way? Like, as a character, as a whole? I, oh, he, well, I was expecting him to be more crazy than he was, because he is kind of crazy, but I was expecting him to be more crazy. Um, the way that he's kind of appeared, like, appears and shows mm-hmm. up. Um, uh, but I think that's actually kind of good, because in contrast to the people that are actually crazy, he seems quite ordinary, but also distinctive. Yeah, like, he's, like, he's a very distinct person in the show. Mm-hmm. And as he should be, mm-hmm. but my God, he is—he's a wonderful character. He is one of the like he's a breath of fresh air in the show for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, so then uh, he works out. Uh, he works at the manor, same as he did last time. Gets a job at the manor and uh, manages to get a date with Amelia. The credits roll, and then Subaru is murdered during the night. Episode end. And this uh, is when you first see the, like, mace, and you're like, oh, okay, well, like, the medieval mace, Mm. not like the spray. Like, a a giant ball with spikes on it. (laughs) (laughs) He died by pepper spray. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. So then episode six is the sound of chains. Uh, the day repeats, but Subaru lives as a guest rather than working at the manor this time because he's like, I'm going to live my life in luxury. I'm going to try and figure out who is um, doing all of this behind the scenes, and I can't figure out who's doing everything behind the scenes if I'm like working all the time. And he ends up getting like really, really close to um, Ram and Rem while he is like working at the manor because he's like making good friends with like, everyone that's in the manor. Um, and, uh, uh, he, um, yeah, he, he tries to, like, mention that he's going to be killed on the fourth day, but he can't ever, like, speak about the fact that he's going to be killed, like, that almost, like, makes him almost going to get killed, so he can't actually talk about the fact that he's going to get killed. Uh, but he ends up sharing with Rem a story from Japan of the two ogres. If you don't know the fairy tale, um, of the two ogres, it's, like, a popular Japanese fairy tale, where basically, um, uh, one ogre wanted to be like the two ogres were like really good friends um, and one of them wanted to be friends with humans as well so um that ogre um uh decides to uh so then the ogre that is doesn't want to be friends with the human decides to like attack the village people so that the other ogre can go in and protect the village people um and make it seem like he's a hero so that then he can be friends with the other village people um, and then when they do this, then the, the ogre that went to go attack them, um, ends up getting really, really lonely and feeling really bad. Um, and so decides to leave and like writes a note on his door so that them and the other owner, ogre goes to check on him. And basically the note just says, um, uh, you're so happy with the human people. I can't be around you to, in case they get scared of you because you're around me. So I don't want to impact your friendship with them. So I'm just going to leave. And it's like this really sad story of like a, um, of like the ogres. It doesn't have a happy ending. Um, so he shares this story with Ram and Rem. Um, and well, with, with Rem, but not with Rem, because Rem says, don't tell Rem about that. 
Uh, and then uh, he also learns of the story of a dragon that once made a pact with the royal family. And now uh, that the royal family is gone or dead, the dragon doesn't have to remain like away anymore and can like come and be powerful and dragony. Um, <laughs> so descriptive. Um, so then, uh, yeah. So then. Um, Subaru decides he's going to leave the manor on the fourth day only to be attacked in the forest outside by none other than Rem. Episode end. And it was like really sad. Um, and uh, that's probably the first time that I cried in the anime was like figuring out that it was Rem. Um, so then episode seven is Subaru is terrified and hurt when he wakes up in bed again uh, because he's like, so like it was like he was so close with Ram and Rem that like the fact that, that she was one to attack him was like heart wrenching for him. Um, he stays bedbound until until um, Beatrix comes to check on him, where he makes a contract with her for protection. He survives until the fourth night by hanging out in the for- uh, in the Forbidden Library, but finds out that Rem actually died while she was asleep from weakness. Um, so Subaru um, jumps off a cliff to try again, but like there's more to it than that. That's a very quick summary. And let me just say, like, that's where I cried the yeah. first time. Yeah, like, that was, yeah, that's where I've written cry dead. count, so yeah. Yeah, and also with uh, just, and again, like I know I talked about earlier how the English dub is stellar. Both were just mm-hmm. beautiful at portraying just how pissed off yeah. that uh, Rom was with, like, Subaru. Because she's like, how can you, like... How can you know what's going on and yet you won't tell me? Like, yeah. why did this happen? Yeah. And just, oh, it's so good. It's oh. so good. Yeah, because, like, obviously, like, Subaru knows <laughs> knows everything about, like, the day. He's lived through it multiple times by this point. Like, he knows what's going on. He knows that he suspects that it's some person that is using magic to get to them in their sleep. Like, he knows all this kinds of stuff. And she's like, how do you not know? Like, how do you know? Yet you can't tell me where you came, where it all came from. And, and like, how are you not involved? Like, I don't know who you are because in her mind, she's only known him for at that point, four days. But to him, he's known her for what, 12 days? Like 16 at this point. Yeah, Yeah. He's like, he's known her for a lot longer than she's known him. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's very powerful. Um, so uh, Subaru ends up waking up um, in the manor and he works at the manor with crazy enthusiasm um, and he is like intense. Like this is where you can see that he is not okay, but it does it in a way to where he is like so happy and excited and stuff that you can just see how broken he is. Um, and he soon discovers from Puck, who's the spirit from Amelia, um, that he is a shadow magic user, which doesn't actually really pop up much throughout the anime. I expect it's probably going to pop up more in the second season. But in this first season, it only kind of shows up a couple of times. Um, and he um, he uses his magic, but because he's never used it before, he like expels all of his mana all at once and um, then ends up getting really, really weak. Uh, but he keeps going back to work, he keeps pushing himself, and eventually he ends up making himself sick. Um, and Amelia uh, takes care of him, I put in quotations, lap pillow here. Yes, the um, lap pillow. The, the lap, lap pillow, pillow is the goal throughout the entire <laughs> show, just lap pillow. Honestly, yeah. Um, his, his life stream is to acquire lap pillows. Um, but he gets uh, a lap pillow from, the, I think, just about everybody except for the one person that he really wants it from throughout yeah. most of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and he ends up like really breaking down here at this point, and and you get to see him like really like just let it all out of his system. Um, the next morning, too, so that would be two for me. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a second a second cry for me as well. Um, the next morning, he asks. I think this is where my sideways tear comes in. Um, the next morning he asks to go shopping in the village um, a day early as he thinks the curse is coming from there he figured out that it wasn't the twins um, the first time that they went um, after him because he smelled like a witch um, and and then I put um, I think the witch is the dog which uh, I was correct about so yeah I predicted that um, so basically what uh, what I mean by that is that he um, went to the village while he was like helping out the manor he was working there as a butler he went to the village and um, he thinks that that is where he's picking up the curse because Beatrix, who's been asking her about it, and she was saying that you have to be in contact with the person who gives you the curse. Like, you have to physically touch them. And if you don't physically touch them, they can't give you the curse. So, and he figured out that because um, Rem died in one of the versions of the times that he went back, um, she is not the only one that is out to get them. Um, so clearly in one situation she was because he smelled like the witch, but you don't know why that triggered her to want to kill him. Um, but, uh, yeah, then you also, uh, figure out because she ended up dying in a different version then, um, that, uh, uh, the witch is probably in the town, especially considering as that time he didn't work at the manor, he stayed as a guest. So then she had to go into town rather than him. So then she would have been the one that came into contact with the witch. So, uh, that is where the episode, episode eight ends. Episode nine, the meaning of courage. Um, it was the witch's dog. I put an exclamation mark. <laughs> um, uh, Subaru went to the village to get everyone to touch him and, uh, basically curse him. And he got everyone to touch him in a different part of his body, including a creepy yes, old lady who touched his butt. <laughs> I'm but sorry. Touch. Continue. <laughs> Um, and then he went to the librarian who healed the curse. Um, and when she healed the curse, like the black ooze came out and it showed that it came from where the dog bit. Um, Subaru then went to the village with Rem to stop the villagers from getting hurt. Um, and that's when they discovered that children were taken. They found them in the forest, but one girl was missing. Um, so they went to go and find her. But when they went to go and find her, they ended up being attacked by giant dog creature things. Um, and then you figure out that Rem is a demon ogre person creature. What? Um, and Subaru's dead, question mark, because it kind of leaves on a, like, you don't know if he's dead or not moment and that brings us to episode 10 i'm kind of running through this quick because there are a bunch of episodes so yeah keeping it going <laughs> um uh fanatical method as like a demon subaru wakes up in the village hurt but alive he soon finds out that he has been cursed again but deeper and irreversible this time um so he didn't actually die from the previous episode he wakes up in the village in like a village hut and he's all good but like has been healed and amelia is um fast asleep on a bench because she was the one that healed him and she's super drained so he finds out that he has to actually kill the being that cursed him to be able to um, reverse the curse. But he was bitten by like a large pack of dogs. So he has to kill a lot of dogs. Um, and uh, so yeah, then he ends up running into a large pack of giant demon dogs. Uh, but Rem has already left to go and kill them because she knew this, obviously. And she felt so guilty that um, he got... Uh, uh, hurt that she like went crazy and went off to go and, and find those dogs and get rid of them. Uh, but Ram, her twin sister, 
goes with Subaru to go and find her. Um, she has lost control of her demon form. She's lost control of her ogre form. She is going wild. Um, and then uh, Subaru goes to like bonk her on her horn because apparently that will like reset her back to normal. Um, and I thought that he was going to cut off her horn. At the end yeah, of that's what they make you assume. Yeah. And then you come to find out, like, that's a hard no. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I don't know if that was intentional. They tried to make you think that he was going to cut off her horn. Or if that was just kind of, like, a mistake. Well, it's like later on in the show, they make it think, like, instead he didn't even hit her at all. And she, like, came to her senses whenever he, like, went flying down on her. It's like mm-hmm. she snapped out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's never fully explained. Yeah, I thought, like, that's probably my biggest quirk with the anime is that moment because i think they could have done like a trick thing where in the beginning of the next episode you see him like like more like i'm gonna cut it off oh i didn't actually need to moment but like that there wasn't that moment so it was just like you think that he's gonna cut it off and then he just doesn't and you're like oh okay and it's like yeah i don't know it was weird that was one that was my run one critique on this was that moment um yeah, so they end up killing up all of the dogs, uh, but then, um, uh, well, they don't quite kill all the dogs, and he kind of gets torn to shreds a bit, but um, Lord Roswell comes home, and everyone is fine! Rem and Subaru have a heart-to-heart, um, and then the episode ends with Subaru successfully asking Amelia on a date. Subaru also uses shadow magic for the first time during this episode in combat. Um, episode 12 is Return to the Capital. So they basically go back to the Capital to fight for the throne. The fight for the throne begins. Subaru goes against Amelia's word. This was just like, oh my god, Subaru. Like, But it was also, it was like, oh my god, Subaru, what the heck are you doing? But it was also like, you can see how just, I mean, you die like 20 times by this point. Like, you're going to be messed up. And you, this is where you really, really, really start to see the long-term effects of the trauma that he's been receiving. Mm. it's like he's got it in his own head like only he can protect Amelia just because of his ability yeah. and it's just messing yeah. him up really. yeah it really messes him up and it takes him a long time to get out of it um, and uh, yeah so then you find out that the five candidates for the priestess are to fight for the position to fulfill the prophecy to face the dragon um, and this is when you find out that Felt happens to be the last one of the five um, Felt was the girl who stole the insignia in the first one that then um, the red-headed knight ended up, ended up carrying off um, he ended up carrying her off because uh, he realised that she was some kind of like missing person that was like taken and you don't really know much about that like that really doesn't get explained yet um but yeah you figure out that she was some kind of like a missing person and and she's actually now a candidate for the throne um episode 13 is um subaru subaru is probably proclaiming that he is amelia's knight and he basically insulted the knights that were there uh this was cringe <laughs> this was cringe um and uh yeah there was um basically a fight um, where he insulted the honor of the knights and he was challenged um, and he got his ass beat. Um, I was going to say, to be fair, you call this fight. That was not a fight at all. That was so bad. Julius just... Yeah, well, I mean, you think about it. Like, it it was uh, an absolutely trained knight for generations and generations who's uh, a spirit user who's got a sword, who's, like, had all of this experience, and then just, like, a regular kid. 
just going up against each other. And, um, and Subaru is so in his head at this point that he can't even think clearly. Like he is, he clearly got beat and should have stepped down and didn't and didn't and didn't and didn't and didn't and made it so much worse for himself. Um, and it's just like a heart wrenching, but also really embarrassing. And you just feel for him because you're just like this, like you're just watching it, just going, I hope it resets. I hope he dies. I hope he dies because I don't want him to remember this. Like this can't be part of his legacy. This can't be part of how everyone remembers him. Like, no, reset, 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 reset. Just kill him. Just kill him in this fight, you know? And I think the show did that deliberately too, because it's like, it's the one time that you actually want him to die in the show. Like, this is the one pass that you want to erase. Oh, yeah. And they don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, like, yeah, they don't. Like, even his reset point is not yet. He hasn't come across his reset point. He is just living this. This will always be a part of Subaru, unless in the next season they decide to have his reset point go right back to the beginning again, which I highly doubt. But yeah, this is, this is still part of him. Um... Amelia and him ended up having absolutely massive fights and he just, like, he just, well, he couldn't explain. He can't talk about the fact that he can die and reset and she doesn't understand why he's got this affinity to her. He doesn't understand why he's got this attachment. He doesn't under she doesn't understand why he says that she saved him because obviously the first time that he died, she saved him uh, beforehand. But then, of course, he died and it got reset and she doesn't remember that she saved him because she got reset. So she doesn't know why he has this connection to her, and, but it was because she was the first nice person that he came across in this world. Um, but she has no memory of that. Um, and this is where you can really see that that's really confusing her because he's lived, I mean, weeks over and over and over and over again. So to him, he could have been in this world for six months, but to her, she's known him for like a month max, you know? Um, because of the amount of times that he's relived things and reset things. And this is where you can really start seeing this, this impacting, um, her and him. Um, and so she ends up deciding to go back to the manor and he stays behind in the capital to recover. We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast programming to bring you the special news bulletin coming to you live from the B&B Anime Studio. Here is Editing Bad. Hello, everyone. This is Editing Brad coming to you from the future. Ooh. Anyway, I'm sure you're wondering why we stopped your episode short. Well, we were running just a little bit long, and the gods of anime decided to come down and destroy our studio because of the random dick noises that apparently I didn't believe in. Also, my recording may have screwed up a little bit, so really sorry. However, we will be back next week with part two, and part two, everything kicks off even more than what it has already done. So, thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it very, very much. You can follow us at BNB Anime on Instagram and Twitter. You can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and bnbanime.podbean.com. You can follow Blue on Instagram at Blue Lavender STM. Same thing with Twitter. And you can also find her on Twitch streaming Monday through Saturday at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender with an A. You can follow me on Instagram at Brad Carter Gaming, and you can also find me at twitch.tv forward slash Brad Carter Gaming. So, thank you all so much for watching. We greatly appreciate it, and we will see y'all next time.
Bye-bye.